So we know the old saying, health is wealth, is more than a fucking cliche. So researchers have found connections between finance and health. Unstable financial health has been linked to increased blood pressure, muscle tension, digestive problems, depression, anxiety, and shame. So as you begin to explore and shift your beliefs about money, you may notice that your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health begin to shift as well. Welcome to Besties Unscripted. A no BS podcast about relationships, health, and everything in between. Hello and welcome, besties. Grace. Good morning, Kay. Hi. Um, let me ask you a, a real and raw question, which mm. this topic may trigger us, but mm-hmm. how did your family handle and talk about money during your childhood? Um, okay. <laughs> So we earned money through chores. We had to use that money, like quote unquote budget that money to buy things that we wanted. Semi-healthy, I think. Yeah. I feel like your family, just from an outsider, has a like, really healthy way of teaching you and Meg about money. Beautiful. Yeah. So mine was a bit different. We didn't have chores or allowance. And I always heard my parents fight about money. So it's just great. Okay. Totally. So what does that have to do with anything? Your money mindset is often a reflection of how your family talked and viewed money during your childhood. So it's a reflection of the stories that you absorbed about your money culture, your finances that may have fluctuated over time. So as that evolves, your money mindset can evolve too. So after exploring your money mindset and your current mindset about financial scarcity and abundance and the relationship you see between self-worth and net worth, you can begin to spend money aligning your values with your finances. So once you're living in alignment in your values, you can see improvement in, in all areas of your health so I'm like okay let's break down let's go through this fucking therapy session of our money mindset it really is a therapy session and this is a little it's kind of triggering to all of us but it's fine okay so we are encouraged and we also encourage you our listeners our besties our loves to approach your money mindset so where does it come from? How do we shift something that works for us? Um, do we have a place of curiosity and compassion to do with, you know, your finances? So mm-hmm. we're going to review some questions in yeah. each section okay. and explore the health with our money mindset. Are you fucking ready to make a positive ass shift, Grace? I'm ready. I'm ready for a positive shift. I it's going to be like positive, I promise. I've been living like... Delulu is the Salulu, so I think maybe a more realistic approach to my financial health would be great. So thank you for bringing this today to trigger all of us. We're very We're excited. To trigger. We're here to trigger and laugh about the hot mess express that we all are, especially to do with finances. Okay, yeah. so first topic, we'll be both answering these questions. Okay. Can you just answer them out loud or to yourself or DMS? First money experiences. Question one, 
how did people speak about money when you're growing up? We already answered that. This mm-hmm. is your time, besties and listeners, to answer yourself. So this is going to include your emotions, your you know shame, happiness, how your family expressed money. Grace mentioned she had chores. She earned money that way. I mentioned I didn't. My parents didn't know where I was half the time. And I heard a lot of fighting. Okay. Second question. What was your understanding of money when you were younger? What lessons did you learn about your money as a child or teen? Um, again, sorry to interrupt, Grace. Um, lessons. I So honestly, growing up, it was always a stressor. I'm going to leave it short and sweet, stressor. What about I you? Think, I think it was that money was meant for experiences and not for materialistic things. Oh, I love that. Yeah, my parents would definitely splurge on like nice dinners or vacations and like yeah experiences but if I ever asked for like a pair of odd boots it was like game over that was the dumbest fucking question that you could ask for real I want to like literally sit with your parents and just like write a bunch of notes because I I feel like they're my vibe on how I want to raise my kids I don't think they had a strategy to be honest I think it's just and maybe they did maybe I'm giving them no credit sorry mom I know you listen to the podcast I apologize (laughs) mom that you're that you're not being represented clearly or fairly but yeah that was definitely a message for sure Okay, so some of these are going to be, like, touchy, and we don't want to out our families, so we might just read the question, and we're all just going to answer silently, okay, <laughs> if needed, if needed. Okay. So how did your family use money? I feel like we touched on that, Grace. It was very much trips and experiences, which yeah. I think is fucking beautiful. Um and then asking yourself, like, was there a lot of debt? Was there a lot of focus on saving? And how much has this influenced your current thoughts and feelings about money? So like Grace and I talk about on the podcast a lot, we are very pro going to your childhood and figuring out what you baggage you brought with you into adulthood. So I feel like answering those questions is going to help us see, like, you know, growing up, what did little Grace or Kay see that we've kind of brought into our adulthood, good or bad? Mm-hmm. Um, here's some we can both answer. What is your current feeling about money? Give me one word. Fuck. Stress. That's a good one. Love it. How do you <laughs> love this for us? <laughs> How do you use your money currently? For example, do you spend as soon as you have money or save without allowing for splurges? So what are you right in the middle? Are you very saving? Are you very splurged? I am very much save, save, save until I splurge big and then I have to save, save, save. So it's very like pattern based in that way where I always live in a delusion based state that I think that money will always come and so I don't have anxiety around spending money but I recognize that the things that I want are not like small ticket items they're bigger things and so saving is required for those things yeah I feel the same I think I could definitely save more but I also wanted to touch on your mindset of money is always coming which is good with manifesting money and like keeping Mm -hmm. that portal, if you will, open, not blocking yourself. And that's really important too. So it's really hard when, especially like just now in general, where 
you know, prices are high, everything's kind of inflated. And so everything mm-hmm. just like feels expensive to me. Um, and I think it's hard to like remain open and be like, oh yeah, money's going to keep coming when things feel tight. When you yeah. got maybe extra bills you weren't expecting, like I had to take my dog to the emergency vet and I was like a thousand dollars, like, like random things, you know, where you're like, oh man, I just feel like I keep getting hit. And yeah. so that's when I think like we naturally like dive into scarcity. But mm-hmm. as Kaylee mentioned, what we've learned about putting out the energy that we want to receive and being a natural attractor to positive abundance in our life is that we can't like slip into that scarcity space. So yeah. I think that if you are there and that's maybe the mindset you've either been raised with, like, or it's a childhood thing, or even just a situational thing, that's something that we have to address ASAP. And that's like talking to me. No, <laughs> so it's beautiful. So speaking of scarcity, let's go just what you hit on scarcity versus versus abundance. So when it comes to personal finances, people's mindset can range from scarcity to abundant, what we just hit on. So relatable. So often our mindset in this area can create barriers to abundance. For example, if there was a time where you were worried you didn't have enough money, like when Grace took poor Ollie to the vet. Was it Ollie? No, different dog, but same principle. <laughs> took Lila. Lila? Yeah, we I have not heard this story. Was in her arm. Gosh, whole, talk it. Whole okay, thing. next podcast. Yeah. So, <clears throat> that you didn't have enough money for um, or shelter, it might be hard to shift your mindset once where you were more comfortable, grounded financially. So, understanding your current money mindset can increase the awareness of any barriers to abundance that might exist. Okay, are you ready for to dive deep into this one? So let's look at, um, to the left, we have scarcity. To the right, we have abundance. And there is a big line drawn between those two. So where on the spectrum of scarcity to abundance do you fall? Grace Brand? I'm ready. Go. Where do you fall? Oh, um, today I would be... If you had to place a dot on scarcity to abundance on that line, where would it be? I would say that I'm like a seven out of 10 when it comes to towards abundance. I think that I, in general, I live in like a Delulu state where I have money and money just exists. Yeah, I could agree with that, actually. I was going to say five, but I think I am. I'll go seven. I'll go seven. Yeah. So why do you think you have this current relationship with money? Hmm. you live in a state of delusion is that how yes, you feel 100 <laughs> percent. I, I think that I have to live in that state in order to function and I protect my mental health over being realistic with myself right is Love that, what, that how do you feel about it no I feel the same way but I hate calling it delusion but I'm I mean, like it kind of is like I just think if I because this is why I think that way if I were to go consult a financial expert and like give them all of everything I own, all of my statements, my banks, my investments, my spending patterns, they yeah. would be like, you're doing this wrong. It's not, this isn't the smart way to do it. But maybe they wouldn't. Yeah. You don't know. I don't know. And I'm not going to be, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I, I don't think I'm brave enough to find out if, uh, what that conversation would look like. I also feel like I have a real resistance with a man trying to tell me about money. 
it's like there's women no for sure but I I was talking about that the other day where I've considered getting a financial advisor I would love to have someone who understands more about the financial structures in our lives to like tell me help me out guide me give me Mm -hmm. guidance I don't think I could take it from a man I think it would just annoy the shit out of me to hear it I'm exactly the same way Honestly, it's been a topic at my therapy sessions where I have, I get really triggered when men are trying to (laughs) tell me what to do. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. And I'm like, but my husband, like, I feel like, you know, like, and she's like, well, is your husband, is he most of the time passive? And I'm like, you know, like basically like just gives me what I want. And I'm like, yes. And then I'm like, and then I had a breakthrough. So same girl. Okay, next topic. Mm-hmm. Financial values. <clears throat> so your financial values are another part of your money mindset, Avi. Money can be used in many aspects of our life. Obviously, health, fun, a career. So Manisha, I'm going to butcher this last name, Thakor, T-H-A-K-O-R, okay. is teaching us The more aware you are where your money is going, the more purposely you can align your spending with the things that bring you joy. Okay. All right. So what's important to you and what are your personal values? Anything that can make me feel better, my ice baths. And I feel like that is my sexy. Mm -hmm. There's a couple more questions that we'll skip through, but I do have all of these loaded on our show notes. So if y'all want to do the exercise. The next one self-worth versus net worth. So many people tie their feeling of self-worth to their net worth. Mm -hmm. So a lady named Kate Northup points out in her lecture that I will add on the show notes as well. This is flawed. So our net worth does not determine our self-worth because our inherent worth will never change. However, our net worth can be closely linked to our feelings of self-worth. So we got some questions, a couple questions we're going to go through. Do you feel comfortable taking credit for your work? Yes. Same, yes. On yourself deferring your successes to others? No. Same. Cheers. How do you react when someone gives you a compliment? I say thank you so much. I say thank you but I like clam up inside I'm like shut up no don't look at me Ew. So I feel like Kate is not totally on the mark on this one can I give you my really? take on it yeah why I agree with what she's saying but I don't think it's the full story because I think regardless of the fact that our self-worth is not tied to our net worth like absolutely true some of the happiest people you will meet in this life have next to nothing yeah I think that what you can't change is the fact that society and more specifically like United States, like our culture, because I think in Europe, it's very different, but we value and judge other people based off of their net worth, which is why the whole like dress to impress, like dress for the job that you want is like definitely a thing. For example, if I were to walk into a corporate office and I was like dressed to the nines, like look like I fucking belonged there, look like I had money based off of what I was wearing, people would immediately show me respect and value my presence and my time. If I showed up looking like a hot mess or that like I, 
had clothes that didn't fit or, you know, whatever, if I didn't put the attention and detail into it, people would then treat me with a lack of respect, ignore me. You know, the receptionist would not give me attention. It's like those kind of things. Like that is the way that the world runs in my head. But that would mean that your self-worth is coming from approval of the outside world. It's not that my self-worth is. It's just acknowledging that that is how people will judge me. But how does that have to do with self-worth? Well, I think that what she's Kate is saying is correct, that your self-worth shouldn't be tied to money. But I think that what she's not acknowledging is that everyone else is going to judge you off of how you present yourself and that's typically oh, and that's going to mess with your income correct like just saying you your opinion of yourself shouldn't be tied to how much money you're making yeah how do you currently feel about the income or your net worth so how might this be connected to your self-worth versus i feel like you're saying something different <laughs> i think that what i'm trying to say is that even if I don't want to feel like, I don't know, I, I, I don't, I think that she's just missing the component of that. That is how others will judge you. But I think what you're saying is like, you don't need to care. It's like a, I don't give a fuck attitude or else you are then allowing your self-worth to be tied to your net worth. Yeah. Well, I think that's like, like well, I'm not, let's say you're unhappy with what you're making and you then kind of messes with your self-worth thinking I can never make more than X because this is all I make. Mm. But I think when you grow your self-worth, knowing you can make whatever the fuck you want to make, whether that be going into the office, looking like a 10, but Mm -hmm. sitting there, it takes a person to go into the office, looking like a 10 to sit there to ask for the money that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm just on a different wavelength. But like, I hear right? what you're saying. I don't know. I don't get what you're saying, but whatever. <laughs> Manisha created a simple spending ratio to help stay on track. So I will link all of this so you can dive deep into this because obviously we aren't financial advisors, but this was a good deep dive because I wanted to bridge financial relationship with our whole health. So healthy spending pyramid, 20% of your income after taxes should go towards saving. 30% should go towards activities and purchases you want, restaurants, concerts, travel, shopping. And then 50% should go towards the things you need, food, housing, transportation, and bills. 50, 30, 20. So 50% needs, 30% wants, and 20% savings. And then I linked below the model that she has you look at if you are looking to just get on top of your finances. And there's all the math and everything we need. So hey, wait, it's actually... Have you, did, have you run your budget or your books like this? Are you on the 50, 30, 20? So I um, do, me and my husband... I mean, honestly, we have fallen off of this, but we were doing the Dave Ramsey app and it was programming each spending item under our category. So then it is easy to go to, okay, this is 
the percentage here. Here's our percentage here. Here's our savings. So honestly, it's just something that I need to get on. And I think with anything in health, we have got to give ourselves grace and understand it takes probably a whole afternoon to sit down with your partner and say, this is what we need to do. And it also, what I learned in my health course is it takes a couple months to understand how much and where you are spending. So you start budgeting. You don't go on that budget. It's not like, oh, fuck this. It should be, okay, pivot. It's everything just like a workout, just like your diet. Finances are going to be something that we and I Like I am speaking to myself when I say this, that I need to like sit down with my partner and we just need to keep working on it, keep working on it. If it's fucking weekly meetings, monthly meetings, it's a fucking business. Yeah. Welcome to America. Yeah. I was going to say, I have tried really hard before to do the 50, 30, 20 um, method and it just, it like hasn't worked for me always because I think a lot of the times like realistically you want your bills or whatever to be half but like depending on what you have going on in life like sometimes it's more and sometimes that then eliminates your savings or like eliminates your wants like there so that's where I get defeated but I love what you just said about like approaching it like health where it's Mm -hmm. really more of the journey versus like just showing up and thinking it's going to yeah. work out because and the formulas like, sometimes don't work is what I'm they saying. They don't ever work. They're yeah. just a map, but sometimes we got to take the fucking back roads. Okay. <laughs> um, another thing I was going to say, like I tell all my clients, you're not going to get a fucking badass workout every day. It's not realistic. You're not going to be a fucking diet queen, a macro queen every day. That is okay. Mm-hmm. The only thing that is important is your consistency. So, hey, I'm consistent with logging how much I'm spending. I'm consistent with my weekly meetings with my partner. And I feel like staying consistent in those two major things is going to make such a difference. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, y'all, I'm speaking to myself because I don't fucking do this and I need to start saving. I got to send three kids to college. Mm-hmm. These fuckers are going to have to get student loans because I can't. Well, hopefully by the time that they go to college, it'll be free. Uh, this segment, we're going to be talking about politics. <laughs> the things that matter. Well, we, we already talked about our values, so I feel like that just all goes hand in hand. I know. Beautiful. Okay, so Manisha's going to us, leave us with five hot tips. Whatever. I love this chick. No, I okay? like how you said me and Kate, we don't see eye to eye. She doesn't but- like Kate, but honestly, like, I didn't understand what you were saying, so maybe you and Kate just don't well, vibe. We just need to talk it out. You need to talk it out. Okay, yeah. so number one, one of her tips, pay at least the minimum payment of your bills on time each month. Mm, beautiful. Thank you for I that. Like- I'm going to say do the minimum plus $50 at a minute. Like if you can only afford the minimum, add the 50 to it because you're always going to feel like a rock star for being able to do a little bit more. That's just a mood boost. Yeah. And mainly she's just saying because it's going to, you know, the number factor that influences your credit score is your history of bill payments. So pay your bills on time and maintain a healthy credit score so you can get shit. Number two, establish an emergency fund of at least $2,000. While three to six months of income for an emergency fund is ideal, it is not realistic goal for everyone. So start Mm -hmm. with a goal of $2,000 if that's more manageable. 
And when emergencies come up, like pups to the vet, kids to the emergency, um, whether it's last minute, you know, whatever, you have a splurge um, to repair and deal with like the unexpected, which we all have. Yes. So take advantage of the free money towards your 401k. If you are working for an organization that offers a matching 401k program, contribute at at least to the point of the match. So it's a guaranteed return on your investment on credit card debt. So if you have a credit card debt, use your cash to pay it down. If your debt is less than 5000 Add an extra fifty per month to your minimum monthly payment. If Here's your debt my... is between five to ten, add an extra hundred per month. It is over ten, add an extra one fifty per month. Depending on your interest rate, you'll have debt paid off in three to five years, so you can breathe a sign of relief. What were you gonna hot, say? Hot tip: um, because your debt to credit ratio is a contributing factor to your credit. When you have credit card debt, if you're looking like what you should you pay off first, obviously you want to look at your interest rates to see like what is costing you the most and you want to tackle that first. But once you get it to – so say your, say your credit limit is $9,000. Once you get that credit card to under $3,000, you need to like switch <laughs> – I cannot speak today. <laughs> you need to shift your focus to what other other bill or credit debt you need to pay off next. Because as long as you're operating at under a third of the actual credit allowance, then your credit to ratio is thumbs up in the eyes of the the bureau, the men that matter. The eyes of the men. <laughs> so that's my hot take. Because what yeah. I found when I, um, like what, five years ago, I had gotten into a place where I had to pay off some credit card debt and it was like trying to figure out what to tackle first and how long to tackle it. And like realizing that getting to zero doesn't matter. Clearly I'm, I was financially illiterate and I still think I like flirt with that title. Agreed. Same like money, y'all money, especially being a woman. Yeah. It's another podcast. Okay. Number five. Spread extra money across your savings and put it into three buckets. Emergency mm -hmm. fund, near-term needs, and retirement savings. Consider increasing your emergency fund beyond 2000 and put one-third of your extra money there. Then put another third towards your near-term needs, so the school or a down payment for your car, and the rest towards retirement savings, 401k or IRA. I've got another so, that is her hot tips. Woo! I'm not going to lie. I'm a little not, you know, like in the beginning I kept saying stress, stress, stress. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to bring this to my therapist and just say like. Yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm going to give another yeah. hot tip that's worked for me. This is the last one and then I swear I'll stop. But um, if you're someone that has a spending problem when you're like out and about. So like for me, I get this very like attitude when I'm about and so I've changed where like I won't take my credit card out with me. I will take a debit card out with me and I will only put the amount on the card that I'm allowed to spend. That's only, amazing. Yeah, to like prevent myself from going crazy. Okay. Thank y'all for discovering your money mindset with us. You can find all of the hot tips and tricks in the show notes if you want to deep dive into some therapy with your finances. But 
until next week, we will see you then. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We fucking love you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.